Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So many interesting things happened in the NFL this weekend. And to try to make sense of it, we're going to visit with our buddy, Ty Dunn, founder of Go Long at GoLongTD.com and the author of The Blood and Guts, How Tight Ends Save Football. That is out October 18th. This is the moment. Go get it. Buy it wherever you get your books. You can purchase this by Mr. Dunn, and he joins us now. What's up, buddy? What's up? Hey, I appreciate that. Thanks, thanks so much for having me on. It's always good to talk ball with you. Let me just ask you a question with no context. Ready? Let's do it. Is Russell Wilson washed? Oh, man, I saw the Donovan McNabb uh, memes and pictures making the rounds. I won't go that far. I don't think we're seeing the uh, the last remains of Donovan McNabb, you know, in Washington and Minnesota. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. I, I, I think that they'll be, they'll be able to win games because the defense is, is strong and, you know, he can still run around and make a play here and there. But the Russell Wilson that – we saw even two, three years ago that, that Russell Wilson's gone. I mean, I think three games in, we, we can confidently say like that, that the top five quarterback that just could absolutely take over games and move, moon ball here and moon ball there and blow us all. Yeah, that, that, that player doesn't exist anymore. Ty Dunn here on the show. Ty, we were talking about the, the Chiefs game, and just full disclosure, I am not rational on this, on this situation because I did cover the Chiefs a little bit in my career, and I, more importantly, who am I kidding? I bet on the Chiefs to cover, and so I wasn't reasonable in watching Andy Reid's decision making and some of the things that happened. Well, for you and for folks who missed it, uh, Chris Jones had a pretty big play at the end of the game. It felt like the game was was probably over. Called for taunting, extends the drive. Uh, Colts score. Colts eventually win win the game. W- what is it that Chris Jones can say that justifies a, a taunting penalty that was obviously a significant? significant factor in the outcome of that game few things just enrage me more than than taunting penalties it's it's just one of the stupidest things the nfl has done I, I i don't know why i guess they kind of showed their hand a few times right i think it was john mara was on the record you know basically saying players got to act like they've been there before and don't get in the guy's face and i mean come on it's an emotional game played by the, the most emotional most violent most athletic, most physical athletes on, on the planet. Let them be human beings. I, I never understood this, this this uproar and this need to penalize guys for taunting. I mean, it's like trying to apply – the profession that is playing professional football, you can't just take that and drop it into anything else. You can't compare what it's like to be out there on the field running into people at full speed, and then in that split second you're just supposed to be a robot. This isn't CBS, right? I mean, it's, this isn't a library. I, I, I don't get it. If anything, the NFL should be rewarding a good taunt 
you know, like uh, the Super Bowl there, Tampa Bay, Kansas City, and uh, sorry to bring this up to you, but, you know, the peace sign, Antoine Winfield Jr., what a perfect taunt. In the moment, to flash the peace sign in Tyreek Hill's face, I mean, they, they should be – don't find that guy. Find a way to get him more money. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll get to that point someday. I'm with you. Chris Jones should get endorsements today, not ridicule from half of uh, Chiefs Nation. Ty Dunn here on uh, here on, on the program. Uh, Ty, complete, if you don't mind, this sentence for me and expand to whatever degree you want. After beating the Buffalo Bills, despite the butt punt, the Miami Dolphins are blank. Legit. I mean, the Dolphins are legit. We talked about it way back when. and they, They've got the perfect storm on offense between – the two fastest receivers in the NFL who just can, can stretch a defense, run the whole route tree, and, and just drive you nuts regardless of what the coverage is. A, a coach who's going to scheme those players up to make plays and an incredibly accurate quarterback. Say what you want about Tua Tunga Viola. He's going to place that ball exactly where it needs to be so you're not slowing down. It's basically like a four-by-one, and you're receiving the baton, right? And you're at full speed. These guys aren't slowing down when they catch these crossers. But I think what's more impressive, and the reason I'd say they're just a legit contender even three games in, is, is how they've won these games. I mean, Buffalo outgained them close to, what, 500 to 200 yardage-wise and held the ball for more than twice the amount of time. But Miami, is, that's not what football is. I mean, we can talk about yards and first downs and time of possession forever, but it's about making the three or four plays you have to make when you absolutely need to make them. And they did that. And we haven't seen that out of the Dolphins. They, they've kind of been in the past a, an unstable, um, you know, it's just, just an unstable team. They seem to make the, the worst mistake at the worst time. It's been the opposite. They beat two Super Bowl winning coaches. They beat the, this year's Super Bowl favorite. Um, yeah, they're, they're for real. And I, I think that combination of having the bells and whistles and that ability to light up a scoreboard with clearly this being a, a mentally tough team is going to bode well. Ty, one of the things I love about the NFL is that we think we know what we know, but every year there are surprises. And the first you know, two or three or four or five weeks really are, for at least for me, the fog lifting on, on the NFL season and trying to get some clarity. We're three games in. Uh, Packers have a bad loss. They have a loss against my Bears. That, not as it's meaningless, but as a Bears fan, I can tell you, it don't mean much in the long run. And they have a good win against the Bucks, in which the Packers offense went anemic in the second half your confidence level in the Green Bay Packers, based on what you've seen so far, is what? Hi. I, I think that Green Bay needs to win this kind of game. And we're, we're all accustomed to Aaron Rodgers and, and all of these weapons that were on the cover of SI a decade ago just lighting it up for 30, 40 points and shootouts galore. And, hey, it's fun, great for our fantasy teams, all that. What, what, what has that done for them the last decade? I mean, they fall short in the playoffs every year. At some point, you've got to quit banging your head against the wall and try to win a different type of game. I mean, so they'd love to score 35 points. They wanted Devontae Adams back. But when Devontae Adams didn't want to be there and they had to trade him to the, to the Vegas Raiders, they, they adjusted. They didn't try to chase what they've always been. They, they go out, they draft just two, two absolute buck kickers out of Georgia and Kenny Clark may be the best nose tackle in football. Devondre Campbell was the best player on the field yesterday. You've got to play a ball control type of game. And it's, it's weird to say, but that's how they're built with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon and a 
ultra, ultra young receiving core. Like, if they can just you know, keep teams to one or two scores, run the ball, and Aaron Rodgers is in a position late in the game to make a big-time throw, uh, I think that they're more equipped to win a Super Bowl now than they have been the last few years. They did that yesterday. Aaron Rodgers had a big throw to Alan Lazard late. And lo and behold, right, Tom Brady comes back down and just scares him to death. But that, that's the formula. Defense, run the ball. Aaron Rodgers makes a couple big throws. It's not pretty. It's not what we're accustomed to. But I think in the long run, they're going to be better for it as a team. Talking to Ty Dunn here on the show. He's the author of The Blood and Guts, How Tight End Save Football. That is out very, very soon. Pre-order now wherever you get your books. Ty, let me just, let me just be honest. Um, I think we're pretty nice here on the show normally. Not, though, a safe space for Urban Meyer. I'm just I'm going to be honest with you. Like, not, this would not be on the list of Urban Meyer fan club uh, destinations based on the many things that we, I, have said about him accurately over the last year. Uh, Urban Meyer in dysfunction, I think, is the name, not think, that is the name we use for him. Is it as simple in Jacksonville as, as good old Irby face is gone and things are, are, are now flourishing? Or is it more complicated in watching a Jacksonville team, and Trevor Lawrence in particular, really start at a minimum to look interesting and, and maybe a lot better than interesting? No. I mean, yeah, it's, it, it, it is that simple, but it's not at the same time. I mean, Urban Meyer was a disease and just a terrible head coach and not a good person. And I mean, that was a disaster in every conceivable way. I mean, it's crazy when you really think back from kicking players to hanging back in Ohio to, to feel up, you know, women young enough to be his daughter. I mean, it's just, it's, it's unbelievable that he was even an NFL head coach. And I, you have to give the Jaguars credit for biting the bullet and just removing the disease from the building. And yeah, I mean, you replace him with Doug Peterson. Uh, that's going to make a difference. It's going to make a difference in Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he looks like the guy we saw at Clemson that just has the athleticism, the arm, the, the big playability, all of that. To answer your question, though, I think it is even bigger than, than Urban Meyer and even bigger than the quarterback to go out and spend, what, $260 million, something around there in free agency. People laughed at him. Players were laughing at them. I mean, Darius Leonard was using the laughing emoji on Twitter as the Jaguars were signing these players. Shaquille Leonard, sorry. Um, it's, nobody, everybody just thought it was dumb to pay Christian Kirk this money and Boyo Lacan on, on defense and who else? Like Darius Williams and Zay Jones. and It was one guy after another. But the way they spread it out, look, it, it made the whole roster better. They didn't go out and say, we just have to get Trevor Lawrence weapons and paid off for a bunch of receivers. They got linemen. They got linebackers. They got DBs. They, they spread it out, and I think that's why they're able to go across the country and put a whooping on the L.A. Chargers. It's, it's not like they just got better in one specific area. They spent up, and they spent up everywhere. Ty, it's, um, it's really interesting watching the, this Raiders team, even though it, it's interesting in an ugly way. I mean, I think there were expectations from everybody around the NFL for, for Vegas, whether that was they're going to be really good or they're going to be competitive but come up short in a really crowded AFC West. They are 0-3. The McDaniel era, part two for him, is not off to the world's greatest start. I understand there's a strong argument that the cupboard wasn't particularly stocked in terms of talent from the previous regime taken in its totality and understanding that, that it is early in the year, what do you see in this Raiders organization right now? Oh, man, it's tough because, I, you know, we always love to say when we're right about something. We don't like to say when we're wrong. 
I really thought that this Derek Carr, Devonta Adams thing was just going to take off. And one game in, it did, right? I think I threw him the ball like 20 times the first game. For whatever reason, the last two games, he's not getting the ball a lot. He's not making many plays. This Raiders offense is not scaring anybody. We knew the defense would be pretty bad, right? Like, I, I get it. Like, they had the pass rushers, but outside of that, what really scares you out of that unit that, that's been pretty bad the last few years? But I, I thought they'd just be able to go out and outscore teams and win shootouts, and that's just – it's just not happening. It's, like, it's a long season. We got to kind of fight that urge to just overreact. Uh, but, yeah, you might want, to, might want to hit that panic button pretty soon if you're the Raiders because at 0-3 in that conference, if you've got to make up ground, it's going to be awfully, awfully difficult. Uh, some way, they just have to get Devontae Adams the ball more often. I mean, you paid him historic money. He's best friends with your quarterback. Whatever the problem is, you just have to force feed him because that's what makes you different than anybody else in the conference, that, that connection, that receiver, and we're just not seeing it. Ty Dunn, how good are the uh, Philadelphia Eagles? They've got to be the most complete team in the NFL. I, th- I think that the way they built from the inside out, we, we knew, right? They when the Cowboys and Jerry Jones are off, you know, paying Amari Cooper hundred million bucks and Zeke hundred million bucks, and then rightfully paying up for Dak Prescott, but he's been hurt since. Um, they, they were just neglecting the trenches, and the Eagles were not. <laughs> the Eagles. That, that's what they were valuing. They figured, all right, let's, let's get this set, and we'll figure out quarterback. And you have to give Howie Roseman credit where, yeah, they did pay Carson Wentz a lot of money when they probably shouldn't have, but they got out of it. They, they reacted pretty quickly. I think a lot of teams, they kind of wait a year or two. They didn't. They, they drafted Jalen Hurst in the second round. They were able to be somewhat patient with him. It was a little ugly to finally get rid of Carson Wentz and move on to Jalen Hurts, but not only that, they made a mistake by passing on Justin Jefferson. And what did they do? They they go out and draft another receiver, Devontae Smith. They go out and they trade for A.J. Brown. It, it, I, you have to give a front office credit for, for not having the ego to just kind of stick with players and stick with mistakes. They, they've been willing to keep taking swings at the plate, and I think that's why now that combination of, of being really tough inside and on the line of scrimmage with having all these playmakers – yeah, the quarterback's going to flourish. Jalen Hurts is, is going to flourish with this skill set in this offense. Uh, Ty Don, last question for you. What, um, what do you expect from Monday Night Football tonight in what's a big rivalry game, and at least for Giants fans, what is a really optimistic beginning to the season? Man, and I guess that's the theme here, right? Just being willing to, to move on from somebody, and it didn't seem like Giants ownership was ready to move on from Joe Judge, and as much as they love Dave Gettleman, Dave Gettleman really drove this team into the dirt. I mean, their salary cap situation was about as bad as, as you're ever going to see. Um, so he was he was a dead man walking. But, you know, they were ready, it seemed, to even elevate Joe Judge with about five, six games left. And it got so bad so fast, they didn't have a choice. And for the Giants and for the Giants fans, thank God, right, because now you have a head coach who kind of checks every box. I mean, the players love him. He, with game management, at least early on, it sure seems like he gets it and he takes the necessary gambles. And who knows what they're going to do at quarterback. They've got to figure that out at some point. But we do know that he had something to do with Josh Allen's progression. And I want that guy as my head coach. I want that guy in my building. So it's, it's hard to find a head coach who can kind of check every box. But I think that Brian Dayball is a keeper. And 
they're they're going to be scratching and clawing every week just to get to seven, eight, nine wins with the talent on that team. When they do get talent in there, they're going to be set up to win for a long time. Ty Dunn, founder of Go Long and the author of The Blood and Guts, how tight ends save football. That's out October 18th. Ty Dunn saving this show on September 27th, question mark. Ty, thank you, buddy. As always, man, great. I love the conversation. Love the insight. Hey, thanks so much, man, and appreciate the blood and guts love. Can't, Can't wait for folks to read it. It was a lot of fun. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 